Conflict management for sensitive people. That sounds like a bit of a paradox, right? Conflict is intense and by definition, confrontational. The last thing a sensitive person wants is to partake in any situation that entails stomping over feelings and triggering negative emotions. But as we all know, conflict is an unavoidable part of being human. It's not realistic to say that you'll never have a tiff with your partner or have a disagreement with your friend or get into an argument with your colleagues. Even when we choose our battles, conflict sometimes has a way of showing up to the party unannounced. As such, one of the core social strategies we all need in our Exploring Toolkit is conflict management and conflict mediation. After all, there are effective ways to manage conflict, ways that mitigate the intensity and improve the outcome. And on the flip side, there are definitely some bad ways to manage conflict, ways that can lead to things just getting worse. So we'll wanna make sure that we look at those as well so that we can avoid them. Ready to neutralize your next conflict? Let's get into it. social skills are the key to the good life. What is the good life? It's a life where you call the shots, you have a crew you can count on, and you are on a mission that you care about. Let's start with the definition of conflict in the context of communication so that we're on the same page with this. In their book, Interpersonal Conflict, Hawker and Wilmot define conflict as the interaction of interdependent people who perceive incompatible goals and interference from each other in achieving those goals. The most important aspect of conflict is that it's rooted in social interaction. Conflict is created and prolonged through our behaviors, words, and reactions. Knowing that the best way, and in some cases the only way, to resolve conflict is through communication. So let's jump into the strategies. The first one, don't play the blame game. It's as it sounds. Don't blame the person for what they did or didn't do. The point of conflict management is to ultimately arrive at a resolution. And guess what pointing fingers does? It makes things worse. It puts people on the defensive. It gets us further away from resolving the core issues, the point of contention that started the conflict in the first place, right? So what should you do instead? Well, start by using I language and we language rather than you language. You language is combative. It feels like you are attacking and blaming the person. Think about it for a second. Do you like hearing someone say, you did this and you did that? By contrast, we language is collaborative. It suggests that we all share blame, which is often the case, and it says that we are going to work together to fix things. That feels good. 
doesn't it? So we're going for a collaborative vibe here. And if you need to blame a single person, fine, go ahead. Blame yourself. That shows that you're taking ownership over the issue and holding yourself accountable. It will immediately comfort the other party and guide the conversation towards finding a solution. Remember, determining who caused what is far less important than making sure that it doesn't happen again. The second one, keep emotions out of it. When you're entering conflict-managed territory, be sure to keep tense and highly charged emotions out of the conversation. If you are so heated that you're red with anger and about to blow your top, then you're not ready to fix anything yet. When you're angry, the other person will see that and they'll have a hard time with listening to what you're saying. And likewise, the high cortisol levels in your blood will be interfering with your ability to make good decisions and speak intelligently. So first take a moment to calm yourself down. Take some deep breaths and center yourself. If you're struggling with that, try assuming the avatar of a judge in a courtroom where everyone is relying on you to be the responsible adult and make an objective ruling on the situation. When you do speak, make sure you use neutral facial expressions, body language, and tone of voice. When I say neutral, I mean neutral. Don't feel the need to put on a fake smile. No one is happy at that moment and smiles can come off as a bit smug. To find your neutral face, run through various emotions from happiest of happies to angriest of angries to saddest of saddies. And somewhere in the middle of all of that exists your NRF, your neutral resting face. Think about your neutral face as the expression you have when you're getting a passport photo taken. Relax all the muscles in your face, let all the wrinkles smooth out. You may need to practice this one in the mirror to get a hang of it. By adopting a neutral face, your entire body and mind will follow suit, which will position you to speak in a balanced, steady voice, free of emotional distortion. Number three, meet face to face. If you're a regular on our channel, you've probably guessed this one. It is super important to have difficult conversations in person. Why? Because you have a much better chance of getting things resolved sooner and more efficiently. If you try to do conflict management over text or email or Instagram, there's a lot that could go wrong. For starters, you're missing out on the big picture. You have no contextual clues for what they're saying because you can't see their nonverbals and you can't hear their voice. You have no way to gauge where the conversation is headed. But when you meet in person, you have a lot more data to work with. You are reminded that there is another human in front of you, another life and another sentient being who just wants to be happy and calm and conflict-free just like you. By engaging with the person face-to-face, -face, you show each other you both care about getting things back on track. Moreover, conflict often comes from abstract frustrations rather than fundamental philosophical differences. Articulating these frustrations in writing is very difficult. By contrast, when you meet in person, a lot of the hard work of articulating those frustrations 
happens naturally through body language, facial expressions, and tone of voice. Your social brain can decode all of that information and help guide the interaction towards resolution without you even knowing it. So those are a few key strategies for resolving and managing conflict. Let's quickly recap. One, use collaborative language and don't play the blame game. Two, keep highly charged emotions out of it by adopting a neutral face. Number three, meet face-to-face to to ensure nothing gets lost in translation. Now, I know I started this video by saying that these are conflict management strategies for sensitive people, but the truth is that these strategies work for all types of people. After all, we're all sensitive in our own way, even if we put up a tough front. So let's be kind and considerate when we're communicating. And when things get heated, you know what to do. So now that I've shared our thoughts, I want to hear about the last time you tried to resolve a conflict. What was challenging about it? What worked and what didn't work? Share that with me and the Exploring community in the comments down below. And if you loved this lesson, please be sure to let me know. You can give this video a thumbs up on YouTube. And if you haven't done so already, subscribe to join our tribe of Explorers so that you never miss a lesson. If you ring that bell, you'll get notified about our new lessons and our weekly live streams. Email this video to a friend or a coworker who also wants to supercharge their social strategies. And while we're at it, feel free to also share it with your social media friends as well. And remember, the write-ups of these lessons are always available on our blog over at explorning.co blog. With that, have an awesome week, Explorers. Thank you so much for joining me, and I will see you next time for your next Exploring lesson. Happy Exploring!